Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. 105 in Edmonton, Bob Stoffer in the 8th floor at Rogers Place up in the press box where it's currently 12 degrees. This is Oilers Now. It's the Edmonton Oilers and the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, Jack Michaels, myself, Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins will have uh, tonight's call. Uh, Reed, Rob, and myself on the pregame show at 5.30. Jack and myself in the uh, hot seat as we get ready for Connor McDavid against Jack Eichel. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. It is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. At Digitex, you can now buy your PCs from Digitex. Keep it all under one roof with one number to call and one simple invoice for all your office technology needs. Edmonton and Buffalo straight off to our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline. And we are pleased to be joined uh, on the line by a man who had massed over 3,200 penalty minutes in 900 career NHL games, one of the toughest players in the league throughout the 1990s. Now uh, spent a number of years as a uh, broadcaster for the Buffalo Sabres. We welcome back to Oilers now, Rob Ray. Rob, it's Bob. How you doing? Bob, feeling great, man. Feeling great. Nice oh. clean air out here, so it's fabulous. Yeah, well, it's clean air out here, all right. Uh, let me tell, let me ask you this first of all, because you all know, right. I mean, I'm in year eleven with the Oilers. They made the playoffs once during that stretch, and. It was a pretty exciting time watching the team take that progressive step two years ago, and it hasn't necessarily come to fruition fully. I mean, Edmonton's in the playoff hunt. Buffalo had a tough season last year, first year under Phil Housley. How much uh, how much better has the experience been this year watching the progression and growth with guys like Jack Eichel uh, and Sam Reinhart and then the addition, obviously, of Jeff Skinner up front? Well, it's been great because, you know, it, for you, 11 years, you said, this is my 30th year, and we've had some pretty lean years here. <laughs> and, you know, being a player that's gone through it and had success here and then see it where it was, uh, you know, it hurt. It hurt everybody. So it's good to see them being competitive again. I'm watching young kids. They're growing up in front of your eyes. They're they're maturing. They're understanding what it takes to play in this league every day and, you know, the commitment that it takes. And, you know, they're getting better and better. And Jason Bottle's done a heck of a job surrounding him with some good veteran players this year that have really taken the whole room by the horns and straightened a lot of things out that were going on internally that, uh, you know, you shouldn't have going on uh, to be successful. And these guys have really done an excellent job of teaching young kids what it's all about. They've come a, you know, a, leaps and bounds even from just last year at this time that 
It is. It's fun, and, and it's exciting because you just never know night to night what you're going to get. And uh, but every night they're competitive, and you're in every game. And you know that's that's the difference from the last five years, even. I want to you know start with Eichel because yep. let's face it, he's he's going to be the guy. He's going to drive the train. Uh, elite level finisher. He's got a terrific shot. Can skate, but there were some questions, you know, and. And I, I don't know if they were fair or unfair, but have you seen some maturation with him in his game this year? Oh, unbelievable. And and probably as much or more maturing as a person. Uh, you know, there's a lot of questions this summer about being named captain and all that kind of thing. How is he going to handle it? Well, I think it was probably the best thing they could have done for the kid because it kind of opened up his eyes and he realized, hey, that uh, – you know where he stands within the organization, with in the town, in the league. That you know, it's time that you know I take things you know serious, and I've got a role to play here, and I've got a lot of responsibility, and I have to, you know, live up to what expectations and and what people think that I can actually be. And I think it's been great for him. He's done a great job. You know, he's been very consistent. Uh, you know, night to night. Uh, you know exactly what you're going to get. He doesn't disappear for periods of time. Uh, Offensively, when he's going, everybody's going. Um, you know, when he has it wasn't in the lineup, the, the team really stumbled. So it showed how much they really depend and rely on him. But I just think the the commitment he's made to maybe bringing the Sabres back where you know they need to be and can be has, has been terrific. And I think that just comes with him finally now. You know, not understanding. I think he knew it before, but I think speeding that process up by putting him in that position and saying, okay, Jack, here it's your team. Let's go. Rob Ray joining us in Oilers now. Bob Stoffer with you. Rob, uh, Jeff Skinner has had 330-goal seasons in his career, but there's some that have always expected a little more from him or maybe a little bit more consistency. I would assert to you, based on the numbers, and you watch this guy on a daily basis, it kind of looks like he's delivered on that this year, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Um, beginning of the year, I think Phil Hasley had a tough time figuring out maybe where he was going to play and who he was going to play with. And uh, it took a few games for Jeff to find his way. And once they realized that the chemistry between him and Jack, and and it really didn't matter if it was Palmonville on the other side or Reinhardt or whoever they played over there, the two of them had chemistry. And that was the biggest thing. You you found somebody for both guys to play with. For the last couple of years, Jack had nobody to play with. You know, and, and Skinner the same way. So they, they make music together. But he's a guy that he's so focused on when he plays. You know, watching him in the past, you know, he's a good skater and he can put the puck in the net. But focused and commitment from this guy is unbelievable. And he just never stops. He's a buzzsaw that goes and goes and goes. He ticks off more players on the other team than you'd ever imagine. His mouth never shuts up. And he just he's always under people's skin. He's always talking to people. There's so many nights when guys are more worried about getting a piece of Skinner than, than actually doing their job. Uh, works to his advantage a lot of the time, but now this kid's a natural goal scorer. He's yeah, the upside is he's got sitting here at 30 goals and he's only played 45 games. It's uh, you know he, he's he could make some magic here going forward because now Jack's healthy and feeling a little better too. So he's uh, it's only going to help him. Well, what I find interesting with him is that you know he's an unrestricted free agent, so he's playing for a contract. But the fact is, the Sabres got a ton of money coming off the books. Molson's down yep. on the farm at a five million dollar cap hit. With all due respect to Pommenville, who's what thirty six now, uh, you know he's at five point six. So logic dictates there's ten million plus right there. The Sabres are going to have the cap space and the role for him to want to stay, aren't they? 
Yeah, you know what the good thing is? that, that Jeff had a lot of opportunity in the summer to, to kind of almost pick where he wanted to go. There was a lot of interest. And he picked Buffalo. He's from Toronto area, which is nice. It helps, too. But he wanted to come to Buffalo because he looked in, and he saw the opportunity who he had a chance to play with. And he goes, ultimately, it's a business deal. You know, you're going to stay in Carolina. You know, who are you going to play with? You're going to come to Buffalo. you got a chance to play with, you know, Jack Eichel and Sam Reinhardt. That's, that's a no-brainer to, to choose that side. And this kid's stepping into a time where this is the contract of his life that he's going to sign. And, and he, he understood that, and he, and he realized he had to get himself in that position to, to capitalize on it. And, you know, he, he said the other day when we were in Carolina for the first time, he says nothing against anybody. It was a business decision, and, uh, and he's happy he made it. And talking to Jeff, he's very happy there. He likes the surroundings. He likes the scenario he's in. The guys in the room have accepted him. He's fit right in. And, uh, you know, to anybody, this guy walks around with a smile on his face all the time. So I think keeping him there, all you got to do is, you know, offer them right contract. And he's there, and he's more than willing to stay. All right. Uh, the Sabres have got two terrific young players. Everybody thinks there's just one. But there's another guy down the middle that I want to talk about as well. Obviously, Rasmus Dahlin on the back end, 18 years of age. But they got Casey Middlestad as well, a 20-year-old center yep. who was, uh, you know, fantastic for the U.S. last year at the World Juniors, which was held in Buffalo. Maybe educate our listeners uh, on what you've seen out of Darlene as he come as advertised, and what about the upset, uh, upside with uh, Middlestad? Well, Casey Middlestad has been put into a situation this year that he's never been in before, and that's, you know, third-line, say, center, second, third-line center, whatever scenario Phil uses them in more of a defensive uh, posture. His kid's an offensive player that has scored goals since day one and been superior at it. But he's been asked to change his game a little bit and, you know, for him to fit in and, and have a spot to play and play regular. And he's been excellent at it. Uh, face-offs, he's done a great job in the face-off circle. Defensively, he's really learned how to work the walls and work the game down low, and he's paid a huge price. Uh, and... You know, offensively, he's he's got it. He gets plenty of chances. Just you know, he'd like to see the kid shoot maybe a little more. Uh, he looks to make that pass all the time, but he gets himself in prime areas. Offensively, it's going to come. But I give the kid a lot of credit by learning the defensive game in the NHL as quick as he has, and he's done a very good job of it. And as he gets going offensively, it's going to come that he's going to get a chance to play with a little better players as he moves forward. So. You know, no fear of Casey Middlestad uh, becoming that offensive threat that everybody thought. But now he's learning a two-way game. Darlene's sick. This kid's sick. He reminds me of myself out there sometimes, just how smooth he is and how he moves the puck and his shot and his anticipation. He's got a little grind to him, too. He doesn't mind getting involved physically. So he makes guys look pretty silly uh, very quick. You know, just subtle little moves, and, you know, he may make a mistake. There's no panic, bang, within, you know, a second or two, he recovers from it. Uh, loves to get up the ice. Uh, he, he's such a, a smooth skater. But when he's carrying the puck, there's absolutely never a time you ever see the kid look down. His head's up the whole time. He knows exactly what's going on. He surveys the ice really well. Uh, yeah, he's just got better and better. But what he's doing is eating up a lot of ice time that Ristolainen normally would have. So Risto's able to play the game that he wants to play now. That's a more physical up-the-ice game before he you know, was playing close to 30 minutes that he had to stay back all the time and he didn't have the energy to be up the ice. So spreading that time across the board has really helped everybody. But Darlene's just been unbelievable. You know, Steve Smith was saying to me, 
I think they used Rob Ray the wrong way. He should have been playing defense instead of because you brought the analogy in. But I'm gonna I want to talk about Steve Smith because we had him here in Edmonton. This is where he cut his teeth as an NHL assistant coach. Yep. He did a wonderful job in Carolina with Pesci and Slavin. And I'm wondering whether or not you think that he's been impactful for Phil Housley's staff this year. Well, we, we talk about the moves they made in the summer, Skinner coming in and Cone uh, Hutton, you know, the two big moves. Well, this one could have mean as much or more bringing in Steve Smith. Uh, he has really just kind of taken the whole coaching staff and settled it all down. You watch him on the bench, you know, guys get a little excited and Steve's standing there and he's always got that real calm demeanor and and, you know, he's been fantastic for the coaching staff. And then you move to the player side. Not once does he ever yell at guys. He doesn't get in their face. He doesn't reprimand them. He doesn't, you know, I, I stand between the benches every night at home and as much as you can on the road, and I listen. And guys will come to the bench and they'll make a, a horrific mistake on the ice. And he'll just come and wait a sec and let them sit down and then lean over and he says, kind of screwed that one up, didn't you? And you know what? The guy can't help but laugh about it. And, you know, kind of loosens the whole situation. And, you know, they're able to, they're not going back out on the ice uh, on pins and needles. They're going back on the ice relaxed. And he's been great for these guys. And Darlene and Ristolan and all these guys can't say enough about him, how much he's helped them. So, yeah. And that was probably our weakest part of our team last year is our defensive side. And, and he's made such a change and, and made such a difference that that's uh, really helped our game all the way through from the defensive side out. Uh, we're joined by Rob Ray. Rob, the Buffalo Sabres have uh, two goaltenders. Linus Ohm, uh, Allmark's got a 919 save percentage. Carter Hutton's got a 916 save percentage. When your guardians are rolling with those, that helps you win games. Yep. Yeah, Linus Allmark, young guy, and he's kind of the future of this team, and they've been kind of, you know, handling with white gloves, you know, putting in situations, really working him in practice, making sure he's 100% ready when he's into the net. When he has played, he's been lights out. He's a big kid. He blocks the puck really well, very calm. But uh, like I said, they've really kind of managed when he got when he's been into the net and, and when he hasn't. He's been put in back-to-back situations all year long. So, you know, they're starting to amp it up a little bit more in, in you know, when he plays. But Carter Hutton has been great. And he kind of came in and took the pressure off everybody. He's taking the pressure off Linus Allmark. He has made the save early in the season when you had to. He's the most calming guy between, you know, TV timeouts. He works his way up and down the bench, talks to guys, you know, always coaching them. You know, before there's draws in front, he's always working with them. But the leadership that he has brought to the dressing room, uh, probably more than anybody, has made a world of difference. And this guy has stepped in and, and just kind of taking that room over and, and really kind of brought some things to the forefront. He doesn't hesitate to call guys out, but there's that respect factor where there's not, hey, what the hell are you talking about? You know, he is backing it up, and he is uh, he's probably probably the most popular guy on the team, to tell you the truth, because he, he is like that, and he's so good with everybody. But, yeah, he's, he's made a world of difference. All right, we're going to have some fun right here, Rob. Uh, the, Oilers, right. the Oilers are one of the few teams in the league that if you want to go down a certain path, they can go down that path. And some might say that's part of the Oilers' problem is, you know, they've got, they're limited in their bottom six because they do have some size and toughness. Uh, Buffalo doesn't, if you look at their lineup, I mean, maybe a guy like uh, Nathan Boileau can surprise some people once in a while. But from your perspective, how much do you miss the way the game is? Uh, miss? 
<laughs> because hey, you know what I'm so I'm, I get so frustrated at is guys all of a sudden they'll go with a big hit or knock somebody down, and the next thing you know it looks like football. They're leaning over and they're extending their hand to pull the guy up off the ground. You know, years ago you'd be kicking him while he was down there, you know, or, or doing something. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it, the game has changed. The player has changed. Uh, it, you. There's so many nights that you would just sit there and you just wish that something would happen, you know, whether it's a one-on-one fight or something. I think we've had nine fights this year and a total of 11 punches thrown in the nine fights. So <laughs> are they even fights when they do drop the gloves? Uh, you know, it, it's amazing. And it's, it's unfortunate, but that's the way the game is changed. And I don't blame the guys. I, I blame, yeah. you know, the game itself coming up from junior. You know, they kind of uh, – look down on it and all that, but it's part of the game, and it's part of the game that's been there forever, and it's unfortunate that it's it's kind of going by the wayside. And, you know, guys, even guys like Jack Eichel, you know, they'll say, oh, I saw this, uh, you know, on YouTube, or I saw it, and he wants to ask questions. I'm like, so they're intrigued it. They know about it, but, you know, they, it never transpires into the game. So you, know? you never so, showed them any of the stuff with you guys in Vancouver back in the day because you, you guys had a uh, little bit of a goaltender running contest, I recall, in one game and had a couple line brawls. And I know. remember one night in Vancouver, Tim Hunter, I said something to him out on the ice in the old rink, and, it, <laughs> and he got thrown out first, and then I got thrown out, and I walked off the back of the bench, and I walked, went to make a left of the dressing room. There's one of those big cement pillars there. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, this arm comes out, and all I hear is, oh, hey. And he grabs onto me, and the two of us started going at it on this concrete behind the benches, out underneath. And through this little barrier thing, they had a buffet set up. There was people running everywhere. And all of a sudden, it was like, what? And we're getting up, falling down, getting up, falling down. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we had some good ones out there. Yeah. Was there anybody that – you fought everybody. You fought Proby. You, you and Ty Domi must have fought, what, 13 times, something like that. Was there – Domi and I actually fought 23 times in our career. 13, I think, in the NHL and then the American League in junior. 23, 23 times? Yeah, and I cut him once. He's got a hard head. His head's like a wall. And I cut him once, and it was at the uh, the draft. We had the same agent. We rode in a car from my house, which is about three hours from Montreal. Him and I in the backseat. Ty never shut up the whole way. He drove me nuts. Got in the hotel room. We're sitting in the same room. We went at it. And after a few minutes of fighting in the room, I whacked his head off the nightstand, cut over his eye a little bit, and we're like, uh-oh. And then we kind of got in a panic and had to stop. And Yeah. <laughs> 23 times. Was there anybody that you're like, I, I mean, you're a confident guy. It's a tough job. I've talked, you know, we have Louis DeBrusque on the show. every, we, and we have Louis DeBrusque and Brian Burke on our show every Thursday. So that's got to be the toughest show in the city, or at least maybe in Canada. Yeah, those two act tough, though, but they're not tough. Those two, come on. All right. Was there Pretty anybody boys. that made you kind of like that? Because you're not, with all due respect, Rob, you're not what? a six foot four, two hundred and forty pound guy. Like you, you fought, you punched above your weight class. Was was there a guy out there? You, you're like that guy could hurt me if he hits me. Yeah. Well, Tony Twist hit me one night in St. Louis in the right eye on the side of my right eye. Hit so hard it pushed my eyeball through my orbital bone over my nose. The whole side of my face filled up for air. Nine days, my eye was shut until that air filtered out of my system, and I couldn't open my eye. And then uh, Joe Kosher. Every time he hit you, you knew that you were going in to get stitches because he just it was like a trick hitting you. And it wasn't a matter of not going down. It was like, okay, here it comes, here it comes, and you just kind of brace yourself for that punch. And they're the two that really kind of 
stood you up all the time, make you take guard and, and think about what the heck you're really doing. So the occasional shot on Twitter is nothing compared to those guys. <laughs> I know. No, that was uh, that kind of stuff. But it was, you know, it, it was amazing back then because that's it was so, it was it was so much fun. <laughs> like I never grew up being a, a fighter. Like right, I you was, were a scorer. I turned to be a fighter when I went to the American League. And John Van Boxer said, "The only way you're going to make it, you know, the Sabers, is this what they want? Are you willing to do it?" And I'm like, "Show me how." That year and. 63 games, I had 46 fighting majors and 400 and some minutes of penalties. I got my butt whipped every night. But you can't learn it. That was the price you paid to get to where you wanted to be. But it's it's just brought, it was something in the game that it mean, meant so much. And I think now that uh, now that it's kind of really gone out of the game, people are starting to think maybe maybe we should have it back a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, I just wish that at some point it will, but I, don't, I doubt it ever will. Rob, that uh, thank you for the storytelling. Thanks for the update on the Sabers. We'll see you down here at night and enjoy being in. Maybe you and I could go at it. Uh, you, do you know how many of the listeners? They would love that because they know it'd be lopsided. All I right? just would hate to hit you and you explode. <laughs> I think even my wife wouldn't mind that. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> take care, Rob. Thanks for your time. Okay, good. Take care, buddy. Yeah, you that, that's Rob Ray. It's one twenty-five in Edmonton. Oh wow, that's uh, well. Reed Wilkins is going to be able to have a couple features out of that uh, that interview for sure. The Buffalo Sabers, the Edmonton Oilers. When we come back after a global news weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodwan, uh, we. We'll have NHL today for elite promotional marketing. We will hear from Oilers defenseman Adam Larson. We're going to talk a bit about Swedish defensemen around because there's a pretty good one playing tonight for Bob. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. You may have heard of him. Number one overall pick from the 2018 draft, Rasmus Dahlin. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.